Today's Rugby Pick'em bio is Taylor Howden. We caught up with Tails at Rugby Town 7s earlier this summer, but since then he's recently inked a deal with the Houston Sabercats for the 2020 season. Uh, Taylor had a massive playing career from Auckland to Denver to Ohio to New Orleans, everywhere in between. He's truly put in a massive effort, uh, both playing the game and simultaneously coaching on the grassroots level no matter what city he's currently residing in. Uncle Johnny and Logan brought the spice as usual, but Taylor, we wish you the best in 2020. Pick him. Welcome back, folks, to Rugby Pick'em. I'm here with one of our favorite guests, long time coming, one of the oldest Rugby Pick'em supporters we have out there. Not to mention my two favorite co-hosts, Uncle Johnny Warner and Logan Corndog Collins. But we are sitting with Taylor Howden today in for Rugby Town 7s. Taylor, welcome to the studio, a.k.a. Logan Swank Pad. Oh, thank you for having me at the Swank Pad, my future home. Logan, welcome to the show. Pleasure to be back. Lean on in and tell the guests what you've been up to this summer. Ooh, been dabbling with a bit of 7s, playing with the Denver Barbarians. Um, yeah, that's about it. And Johnny? Summer of love, man. Just Summer of love. Just gallivanting around the Northwest. Road tripping, getting ready for Rugger Fest. Yeah. we got a huge weekend to come. We'll talk with Taylor a bit about Rugby Town 7s. But Tails, let's dive into the early days. The old days. Back in Auckland tonight. Where did you grow up? When was the first time you had a rugby ball in your hand? Uh, Auckland, New Zealand, where I grew up. Uh, first time I had a footy ball in my hand... Probably around four or five. A young whippersnapper. Mm. What did you learn first, the fend or the step? Um, I was um, probably, I don't know, probably just the run it straight back in Auckland those days when you play with all the poly boys and yeah. it was who could uh, who could get the who could get the biggest bump off at lunch, I suppose. Yeah, that was a trick question. Uh, spin pass and flat pass is the first thing you learned in, in coming up as a Kiwi. <laughs> uh, but where did you play in high school rugby? Uh, two years at Mags, Mount Albert Grammar School, um, and then um, I ended up switching. Um, I did the dirty, as everyone may say, and I moved from Mags and I went to Auckland Grammar and finished off my school in there. What's that called? What, what, the, the, I, you know, Mags and Grammar is two grammar schools, um, you know, and the, the footy, the big footy rivalries. And um, yeah, I, you know, I, was, I lived I lived in Mount Eden, so Grandma just kind of looked like the one I needed to go to. Scab. That's so did you get the scab? There's no, there's no scab. Did you get <laughs> shit from both sides on that? On yeah. The transfer? Uh, no, it was actually funny that there's a, um, another guy, there's a guy named Edgar Mann, who, who uh, was a, a grammar boy, and him and I kind of switched at the same time. He was a grammar boy that was friends with all my mates, and he went to Mags, and you know, I was a Mags boy that... Huh. Had the same group of friends, and I moved to Grammar. It was kind of a, a weird little switch. But... Who got the best of that transfer? <clears throat> oh, I did for sure. <laughs> nice. You started I, Grammar. Yeah. Well, yeah, got got a got Auckland Grammar schooling, and uh, yeah, it didn't didn't look back. It's good. How'd you finish senior year? Oh, how did it's I all about finish? the rings, Taylor. How did I finish? What are we talking how about? Did on the school finish on field performances. Yeah. Uh, well. Um, well, if you had won the championship, you'd have already set No championship that year. I think St. Kent's took it out of my year. So, right. mm. uh, Let's do a little Auckland Grammar trivia. How many alumni can you name that went on to be All Blacks? Ooh. Logan, uh, start the Jeopardy music right now. No. Uh, <laughs> 70? 70... Just, just name 71 names. 71-2. Name names. Oh, uh... Doug Howlett, Benatinga, Rico Iwani, um, uh, Wilson Winneray, uh, former AB captain and prominent businessman per Wikipedia. <laughs> he must be doing well in New Zealand. Uh, prominent businessman, John Kerwin? No, that was Wilson Winneray. Oh, Wilson Winneray. Um, I don't know who else. Cal Treman. Uh, Cal, uh, yeah, Cal Tremaine. Uh, can you, uh, John can you Drake? Uh, forget uh, the Baddeley brothers? How can you forget old Sess and Vic? Baddeley. Yeah, that's a bit, that's a bit before my time there. John Drake, Grant Fox. Grant Fox, yep. Um, Good run. Ben, Benson Stanley. And then you had Conrad Hero in the NRL. Conrad Hero. Taylor, you come to the US, you make a big jump, big leap. Where do you first land? H-Town, Texas. 
Mm. Fourth most populated city in the U.S. Ooh. Look at that. Mm. And what's the first uh, club you ended up playing footy for? The first club I, I, I played footy for, so folks lived in West Houston. So I joined um, a club called the KD Rugby Club. And that was just a club out in West Houston. It was a Division Three rugby club. And I was playing for them and a guy named Peter Evans, um, who was um, um, pretty instrumental in, in where I moved on from, or where I moved on to from in my rugby in Houston. Um, and he, he ended up pushing me to, back then it was a Division One club called the Woodlands, was, which is up North, North Houston. Um, and uh, and I, played, I just played one season there, and then the following uh, summer, I joined... Um, <coughs> A sevens club with a guy named um, Dennis Walker, who was on the Woodlands team, um, and and he he got me into sevens, and then I ended up going and playing around some seven stuff, and ended up uh, meeting uh, Andy Cartola, who moved me to Aspen. Who were some of the guys on that Houston? Because there was wasn't um, Z Guenya wasn't he floating around there? Hunter Leland. <laughs> Uh, Z Z and Gwenya was on so so there was actually two sides there was a there was a that we were called the Texas Elite uh, Black and the Texas Elite Grey two sides um, and and uh, Z played on the Greys uh, Justin Boyd played on the Greys yeah, Boyd. Uh, Kelly Kohlberg was in there um, we had, um, so had Jeff Gatlin Bobarino some, some speed. Mike Harvey, uh, uh, some speed if we're talking speed. Mike Harvey, the Swan production um, out of Dallas, Texas. He was um, one of the first guys that got me into a bar, paid the bouncer for me to get into a bar in, uh, Classic. in Kansas City. So um, shout out to Mikey Harv. But um, yeah, that was, uh, that, was, that was where I ended up first. Like Katie to Woodlands to uh, the, the Texas Elite. Okay. So you bounce around within the Houston area. What brings you to the Golden the Golden Land, Denver, Colorado. The Golden Land? I don't think oh, everybody's ever called the Golden Land. Is it called Gold Gold God's Gold Country? I don't want to bring religion into It's actually this. called the Mile High City. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. thought you would have known that. Uh, I'm going to write the state officials and tell them that it's now the Golden Land. But yeah, Taylor, this is where we met all the guys in this room. I met you and Logan were... Logan was team captain at that point, but you were clearly like, you know, the fly half and the back in charge. 2013, fall 2012. And uh, it's where this, this good old budding friendship started. But uh, you and Logan were living down in South Forest near the stadium. What's Logan like as a, like as a roommate? Oof. Is he as immaculate with his... Past uh, and future roommate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get that correct. Past yeah. and future roommate. Um, well, mate, uh, it, was, uh, it was an enjoyable time in my life to, to, to room with old Logs here. Um... um Spent spent a lot of time sitting on the couch having yarns, a few beers. I remember I remember uh, we lost we lost the the Saturday game uh, versus Life in the in the final four. Um, we came up on Sunday versus New Orleans, and uh, Logs and I, along with uh, a couple of the other boys, sat and we polished off a big old uh, bottle of JDs on the Saturday night before our game. Um, that was a pretty good memory of mine. Is just uh, sit, sitting in there and. Uh, and uh, just getting smashed. With it was the only things. thing that could do a double-digit third-quarter lead justice. Just kind of, you go sweat it off. Yeah. Go sweat it off. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but mate, it was good, and it was it was always good. Uh, we, I lived on the I lived on the bottom sort of bottom floor. He lived up on the top floor. Um, bit of a chef. He was a bit of a chef there in the in the kitchen. He knew how to work the tools. A lot, a lot of people talk about that. A lot of people talk about the snack game. Yeah. <laughs> the snack game. Not enough people, but a lot of people <laughs> talk about that. Big charcuterie guy. Yeah, yeah. Big charcuterie. Uh, but Taylor, you play, you play with Aspen briefly before uh, the Barbos. Yep. We're all big Rugger Fest homers. Matter of fact, Rugby Pickham's going to be there. Look for the guys at the Red Mike. Uh, we'll be in the RV right by Wagner Field. Um, but... What's that like to have, you know, a world class field be your home side? Like, what what's it like playing in Aspen? When I was at Aspen, yeah, it was good. But from my understanding, they've um, they've redone the field uh, and they've added some whole new irrigation and stuff to it. I haven't actually played on it yet, but back then it was awesome. I mean, rugby in the city of Aspen is a massive sport. The city gets behind it. You play in this amazing field on top of on, on Wagner Park in the middle of the city, Aspen Mountains in the background, um, and you get a lot of a lot of players from all around the world so 
you know, playing in the rugby fests, playing in the, <coughs> in the mountain leagues and that, um, you know, some guy, John Eels was there, David Holwell was in around, um, you know, there was, there was some, some pretty big legends of the game and I, I really enjoyed it. I was only there for a short while. Um, as a youngster, as a 20 year old living in Aspen, working for, uh, for Cowrie Construction, Lance Siggs and, um, you, money starts to just burn a hole in your pocket up in it's that It's a posh town, mate. It's a posh it's a, town. It's a posh town. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's, there's drink specials every night. You're living with three or four other Kiwis, and uh, it can be pretty difficult to rein it in every now and again when you're that young. So. How many jobs do you carry there, you know, like, while playing rugby? Oh, so, no, you just, you work construction. So, so um, you you know, I was there, I was there over the winter, so... Um, no, nah, like it was awesome, eh? I had a good, a really good time up there, you know, living and, and working and that, and playing footy and playing high levels like rugby at elevation. You just yeah, but you just like burning. I said, you, you're just with like um, this key, this, 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 you know, I'm a Kiwi. There's five other Kiwis. There's five South Africans. There's you know four or five Aussies, and you know it's a it's a it's a melting pot of. Super of, rugby, mate. Of of rugby players. So I actually watched. I actually watched there when I was there. I watched an All Black game with Jim Bolger, who was a at the Belly Up in Aspen, who was the former mayor of Auckland. Um, or actually, it was, maybe he was the prime minister of New Zealand. What? But he was. But I, But we fucking watched the game at the Belly Up with him. It was crazy. In, what? Actually, in in Aspen, yeah. The mayor of Auckland, the mayor, the prime minister. Powell, I think it was uh, Jim Bolger. He's the prime minister. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad place to be as a twenty-year-old, though. Like twenty, yeah. like were you chilling Aspen for a year or summer or whatever it is. Like that's that's a good spot to be. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't. I don't. Uh, I've got some good fond memories of that place, and um, I'm, I'm pretty excited to get back there and play in the, in the rugby fest. Too. When's the last time you've been? It's been oh, a handful of years. Um, so on the Barbos four feet. Is that what it was? Sorry, it was the Barbos four feet. I think we. I think we beat Glendale in the final seventy six twenty one. Was the last <laughs> That's time. A good scoreline. Jesus, yeah, that was my first. And a, a flame goes out, and a new flame is renewed. I think that was right. It's the poetry. We'll have to cut that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're going to keep that in. <laughs> but Tails, like, let's flash forward. You know, you, me, and Logan, and Johnny play together for, I mean, hell, John, you did your peck in a PRP game. We did two years of PRP together. It was that kind of wishy-washy moment in USA Rugby where there was pro rugby interest, but there wasn't professional rugby yet. So we were playing high-level games and traveling as a pro side, but playing club rugby. Fun years, strange years. We never really topped out the table, but my God, how nice was traveling to California four times in the winter. It's good fun. No, it was good. I love PRP, playing with the boys, being able to get out sort of four or five times out to Cali in a season and playing, playing some good footy with some, um, you know, some legends of the game that, you know, when I think my first, my first, um, so I played, I played back in the Barbers when it was the Super League. Yeah. You know, so um, when I first played in the Super League, and I think my first ever away game was out to San Francisco, Golden Gate. You know, I remember, I remember going in to clean out a ruck or something like that, and it was someone Manoa was there fucking standing over a ruck. I was like, I can't move this big bucket. So I go and I've done the neck roll on him and I've just rolled him out of there and he just looks at me like, you, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I was like, you know, thought I, thought I did my job. But played against some absolute legends and um, in through, in through the, uh, the Elite Cup, I think it turned into, yeah. and then into the PRP as well. So some good memories from back then. I even travelled back down to play PRP with the Barbos while I was living in Ohio as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And then, John, you're an Ohio native. Here comes Doug Schoeninger, old Dougie Show, our favorite guy on Rugby Pick'em, with big promises to start the new league. Tiger Rugby wants you to be the guy for the Aviators. What was that like when the news came down, like, this is happening, this fucking New York guy apparently is going to fund the whole league. Were there holes and, and sketchy parts from day one? Or was it all happy days and fell off a hill? Tell us as the fans what the hell happened that year. Everyone knows the stories. Everyone knows the stories now. <laughs> oh, we're going to make a documentary. <laughs> it's going to be produced by Roby Peckham. It's going to be like a 30 for 30, but we want to hear the yeah. stories. So, I don't know. I reckon everyone would have seen how the, the on-field performances from all the teams. 
they were they were they were good. Solid. Know? They were solid teams. Um, it, it, you couldn't have really pictured a, a better um, product on fi- the field. Product on the field, <laughs> but the finale, game one of the, the inaugural professional league, Ohio at Denver. Uh, one of the closest yeah. games, won by a penalty kick at the end. Yeah. Well, also won by the Aviators' inability to dock down. Also, four times. <laughs> oh, I'm a troll. Yeah. I'm a troll. Four times. Let me, let me have my moment. I was one, bro. <laughs> oh, I know you were. Um, <laughs> under the post, even. I think I celebrated a bit too much and fucking gave it away. But then, so look, you play. We play the first game at Denver in the fucking conditions, and yeah. and uh, I think Will Maggie slots, slots the from the, the sideline from yep. the slot, slots, slots the, the I think it was a penalty to win it. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward 10 weeks or whatever it is and then it's Denver at Ohio and uh, Ohio has to win by plus 8 you know yeah. uh, can't allow Denver the bonus point and then you even saw even the, the um, commentators on the stream on the, the broadcast were like yeah, Ohio has won it Ohio's yeah. won it and then you see Luke White's fucking big bald head running down going yeah yeah you go. Yeah, the, the commentators just you know they couldn't reload their Twitter fast enough they didn't yeah, know right. what was going on it was confusing but it was good at the end but at, at the end of it it was just like um, you know how do you how you run a company with one or you know two or three people or whatever they had with them you know and Steve yeah. halfway through the season Steve you know Steve left it so. you gotta cut off the leg to save the body yeah you know what I mean and there's you know there's there's still there's still repercussions from that going on now you know behind the scenes or whatever but but yeah, it was shit. We got cut, terminated. He gave lost, everyone lost a, taste. a lot of money. He gave him a taste, and I think I the the second league came back much stronger because of the failure. <clears throat> That's my been my long thesis. Like, <laughs> sure, we didn't need to have a massive failure in order to launch a good league, but we certainly fucking learned lessons. Um, but on a good note, I'd like to bring up the amazingly wholesome picture that the Barbos took after that final. Uh, with your newborn son, William oh, yeah. Wolfgang Howden. William, 30 near, years from now when you listen to this, actually you'll be mid-30s, that's way too old. Let's say 20 years from now when you listen to this, just know that you were, you were part of history. The, the Ohio Aviators uh, defended, what was your field called? Oh, the Fortress. The, it, was fortress over. It, was, it was called the Fortress because we didn't lose a home game at all. Is why we could call it the yeah. Fortress. Actually, now it's actually called Fortress Obits, that, that new field. Oh, nice. nice. But yeah, we had uh, Pete Borlase, Bobby Empson, Logan Collins. Kyle Hitt, Sonny, Garrity, Mikey G, Max. Yeah. yeah. Just good Barbo Love and Willie Wolf in the picture. That was post game, final of the game, final of the game of the season, all the boys. Yeah, it's good fun. And now we're on to the real deal, USMLR. Nola Gold, did you ever think you'd be down in the swamps competing for a pro team that traditionally has always been the Saints? Like, the Pelicans are kind of relatively new. This is a town that is football, 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 and you guys are starting something new with rugby. How's that been? It's been it's been a bit of a, a fun ride, I suppose. I mean, um, we've got a lot of support from the city, and and even even the sort of the state people sort of you know an hour away in Baton Rouge, um, guys and there's a, there's a local comp there that play with guys from Biloxi and um, Jackson Mississippi so you know getting those those sort of team support as well, but it's been good you know what I mean I I the New Orleans uh, have to have some of the best sporting fans in the country. Like the passion, the, the the passion. Well, just like just the passion, but but also just like I don't know the South. Yeah. You know, if you ever go to the South, everyone makes you feel like you're at home. You know, they they make you feel comfortable and welcome. And New Orleans fans do that, and they you know they 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 take you out. Like they'll they'll take you out for a crawfish crawfish boil, or they'll you know they'll take you out to dinner and, and just want to sit and talk and invite you into their home. Don't even know you. Southern hospitality. Southern hospitality, bro. That's exactly it. So, and from that regard, I've really enjoyed my time down there for for all those those people, I suppose. And you're you're in town on behalf of the gold, right? You guys. Yeah. Are so we're here for the rugby town. We've got seven of the gold boys, an academy player, and then a couple of boys from out of town. So you've been down in New Orleans for two seasons now. Is that right? Two seasons. And Ben Tar has been down there for two as well. <laughs> Grandpa. Can you give me your, your best or your favorite Bentar story you might be able to tell on air here? Oh, on air? 
Yeah, it has to do it. Oh well, it's absolutely so. Benny, can we say he's is he the funniest person on your team? Yeah, he's by far. Yeah, by far the funniest person on the team. Um, we call him Grandpa. Um, he's twenty four. Maybe you know he's young. He's, I think he was twenty three in our first season. He's 24, 25 young as. Um, but the way the way he just conducts himself around the boys is um, some of the some of the funniest and fondest memories of of my time and <laughs> Nola is with Benny Tart. Him and I actually um, for some reason last season we got um, we got like a, like these first class um, tickets on our flights. I don't know how I don't know how it works. I think every but every team maybe have given like a you know like five guys where they get first class and free check bags and they get miles and all this kind of stuff. And it happened to be Benny Tar and I. So there was one time there was one time we were travelling back from Utah and uh, we kept this we kept this quiet. We didn't want to tell anybody, but we kept this quiet. Exclusive. It's good. <laughs> and uh and uh so so we're going we're travelling back from Utah. I think the flight is on uh, maybe it's on a Sunday at uh, I think maybe 2pm there was a layover in Dallas and then back to New Orleans and uh, all of a sudden um, there comes a there's a there's a thing over the uh, loudspeaker and it's like hey look we're just looking for some some volunteers um, to give up their to give up their seat and, you know you guys can you guys can get like a, a flight voucher and blah 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 anyway secretly sort of secretly we went up and we talked, oh, you know, we, you know, we might be interested in this and that. So, sort of, as, as things went on, um, we, we didn't tell the boys this, but, so we all, we all went and sat back down, we ended up getting, we ended up getting put on a new flight, we sat back down, we were like, hey, look, uh, Benny was like, oh, boys, uh, I'm real sorry, uh, you know, they've, they've just, they've, they've pushed us onto a new flight, yeah, they've taken our seats away, you know what I mean, so you guys go on this flight, and, 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 and we're gonna, we're gonna go, and we're gonna go on this other flight, yeah, this, this later flight, okay, so yeah, we're just gonna, you know, we, I don't even think they're gonna give us a, a meal voucher or anything, you know, we, sorry, sorry boys, for like, us, tough times, <laughs> sorry boys, so all the boys are like, oh, fuck, got it bro, oh, well, fuck, all good bro, we'll, we'll meet you at the airport, we'll pick you up, so, so Benny the whole time was just just whacking me on the knee it's just like we're, we're on we're on so so the boys um, so the boys get on their flight at 2 o'clock they've got to go through Dallas we're leaving Salt Lake City and um, as we go and as the boys are all leaving we go and we go and hop on our flight it's about a about an hour and a half or something later and it turns out our flight is a direct flight straight back to New Orleans <laughs> arriving about two hours before the other boys <laughs> Back home, tucked in before they get so we land. so we Benny and I and and because we have these um because we have these these special um I don't know what they were or you know special deals with us they had, voucher like, well they gave us the voucher but they had they we we you know we had these free check bags and we had like you know um, zone one boarding and all this stuff so we had kind of like these perks just right always just had them had them already. But because we had these perks, they were like, oh, hey, look, we're really sorry, you know, but um, we, we actually can't put you guys together. But what we're going to do is we're just going to put you up in first class. So you're going to sit in 1A and you're going to sit in 3 C. <laughs> was it know. just you and Ben Tari? Just Tari and I. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're all like, oh, fuck, Tari, this is mean. So we set up first class, had, had a couple of free beers on the way home, and uh, and then we met the boys at the pub on the way out. So it was, it was, uh, it was a funny wee story between Tari and I, but yeah. No one, that's on here. Now all you boys know it. All right, so don't be bloody pissed off at us, okay? We did what we had to do. <laughs> Took one for your team. That's good, that's good. Yeah, we, we love watching the, the goal play last year. You guys obviously had fucking tons of offense and even signed more backs coming next year. So more offense to come. Uh, but Taylor, let's transition. Let's do it. Now, first let me just say, when John and I spawned the idea for this podcast, we just sat in a room, banged out the intro, made the online profiles, and published it. Hadn't even yawned with Taylor yet. This guy, such a good friend, sees the post and immediately volleys it up with a big Facebook message, promoting it. Oh, yeah, he needs a following. He's a bomb. He can't dress well, but he knows this rugby. 
I mean, Taylor, one of the oldest rugby pick'em fans out there. I'm right. Hadn't even you're messaged him. not wrong. Him. Hadn't even messaged him. <laughs> that one obviously wrong. cut kind of deep. You know, he's, yeah. he's harbored that for a he's bit. Like, yeah, he still drives a Prius, but he's a good bloke. So we just want to go ahead and thank you and, uh, and say you are one of the original fans. Um, but we always do a game called Top 3, if you've been listening. you got to win one game. You get three guys in their prime, full health, to win you one game. For your first game, 15s, any Kiwis you've shared the field with. So we're going to do the first round. Any New Zealanders you've shared the field with, you can pick from anybody. All black to a scrub on a B-side. you got to win one game. Uh... And don't worry, you will disappoint people by not picking them. That's yeah, the whole no, point. I, I, any, any New Zealander? Any New Zealander that you've shared the field with. At Auckland Grammar, yeah. here in the States. And I've got a... you got to win one game. You need three guys. Uh, Dan Pryor, Zah Lawrence. What? We need, we need uh, backgrounds and clubs. Dan Pryor, Auckland Blues, New Zealand Maldi, uh, Flanker, Grammar Boy. Stud. Um... Zah Lawrence, Auckland Sevens, uh, All Black Sevens. Uh, Dan Pryor, who was running around with the Sunwolves this last season, which is <laughs> just ageless. Love it. Ageless. Come to the MLR, Dan. Yeah, classic twilight of your career. Tag him. Any um, fans out there, tag him right now. Uh, mate, um, New Zealander, what about... Um, See your last pick. There's a guy. I don't know if I actually played with him. We, we were really young. Um, I don't know if I actually played with him. He's like maybe two years younger than me, but we it was an intermediate school. I went to Dilworth for two years, um, and I was the same year as his older brother, Khan. I'm not too sure if I ever played with him, but I'm going to say him anyway. Grayson Hart, and he played for Scotland. And, uh, he's on, he plays for Ealing, I think now, London Irish, something like that. What, what do Kiwis think about side tangent generally of like a Kiwi who doesn't get selected for all blacks and then uses like the back, backdoor Euro path? Yeah, they're like, hey, good old mate, world rugby. Yeah. Whereas the Scottish fans are like, oh, remember when we picked all Scots? Do you think they, they don't have enough people to backfill those positions in New Zealand? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Uh, Taylor, this is going to be even harder. Transferring. So wait, run those three names back so I can type them in. Um, Dan Pryor. Dan Pryor, Z- uh, Zah Lawrence, Grayson Hart. Okay. Top three Americans you've ever shared the field with. Uh, Logan Collins, Johnny Warner, Brendan Shea. <laughs> All right. Per- perfect political right, answer. Seven, boys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get honest answers. Okay. <laughs> Listen honest back answers. to your career. Honest answers, three Americans. Think about it for a second. You can tangent. Have you ever noticed in these political debates that while they think about their answer, they say, well, I'm glad you asked that question. And then they have yeah, like 15 minutes. Buying time, important. it's like, yeah. it's a hotel. It's like, that's a really good question. I've been thinking about that. And when I was taking my son out for uh, his baseball game yesterday, I had a chance to meet some people. You know, the common people. Let me tell you a story first about a girl in Ohio I talked to. It's <laughs> <laughs> buying time. Yeah. Um, I'll say... Uh, because your, your ABA in the years had a lot of Americans, if I recall. You, you and who was the Kiwi you played with? Macintosh. Was he a, was he a hard man? He seemed... Ooh, in- Jamie. Ooh... Ooh, did you just did you just snub him on your last list? I did. <laughs> I did snub him on my last list. I think you might say Rocky Khan too. <laughs> nah, Rox is the man, but right, well, Rox is, is always the man. But bro, those Jamie, yeah, Jamie, Jamie is a great rugby player. But he's he's what makes him what makes him great is that he's such a good team man, mm. and he's such a good um, team. He gets the team to fucking play well. You know what I mean? We, he he's the one that really brings the team together some some of the things that he's done i'm gonna i'm gonna take uh grayson out of there and i'm gonna put jamie in there. all right and hey i'm gonna put jamie in there and i'm gonna slide him all the way up to number one because he brings everybody ooh, up he, he was he was I, I can't believe i forgot about him after oh he was terrible he was he's probably one of the greatest greatest you, greatest players i've ever played with for you're sure. a long time fan of rugby pickham so you get to swapsies you get you get that right on the show but now we got three Americans three Americans okay uh, three Americans 
I love your first answer, by the way. Love it. Wasn't Ooh. accurate, but love it. The the Malifa brothers are gonna one hundred percent be put in there, yeah. and they and they're they're one. That's one person. Right. You know what I mean? Because okay. that you can't put them put them up. You know, yeah. both both Nessie and Atta are some of the greatest contributors to USA rugby. Um, over over their their time playing and they still contribute um, and then two of the greatest players on the field and then maybe what's even more important is they're just th- two great uh, role models men and and humans you know Human citizens beings, yeah. of, of the world and citizens of the game I've got a lot of time for both of those dudes um, next up if I'm looking at American I'd probably be remiss if I didn't say this but but Perry Baker um, obviously yeah. his pedigree yeah. speaks for itself um, that was just with Tiger Rugby right? yeah we played Tiger and 1823 2014 yeah was our, was our first season it was right before right before he went into the into the national setup. <clears throat> and did you go on tour with him in Scotland too for Sevens? no I don't think uh, yeah he went to Scotland Melrose yeah. um, Melrose Sevens and then we went to uh, Central Coast together oh nice in Aussie um, and I think those were the two. Oh, and Shanghai, China. Yeah, that's what it was. Shanghai, China. And shout out to P, bro. We got a good story from Shanghai that no one else knows. I'm not going to tell you, but it's good. The shout what? out to Perry. Hope you're listening. Yeah, you must eat. You must eat. Um, good teaser. I think I might have heard this story. Yeah, you probably know it. Yeah. You're bound to know it. I, could, I was living with you and I went to Shanghai. Yeah. Um, one more American. One more. Malifas, P Bakes. Um, Sidetrack, do you think that there's a, a current high school, college talent level that is going to supersede what we're used to? Because Hold on, ask me that question right after. I'll give my, my third right now, and then I can... Yeah, I was trying to transition you into a younger guy. Maybe you're, maybe you're thinking of all these. I don't want to, we don't. We just we talked about earlier about how much the experience of the uh, National Sevens tournaments so true was uh, a big factor in people winning yes, and true. then this player I played with in the Rugby Town 7s actually so it's fitting that he can be one but I think Peter Tiberio is probably one of the next best players that, that I've probably played with again yeah. team man great man makes everybody else around him better because of the way he plays like yeah but and just humble 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 um, doesn't care about accolades just just goes in and gets the job done and he and he you know he's not a big fella, so he fights. He he hits hard. He runs hard. Gives gives everything, and he was a massive, massive factor yeah. for the WAC winning the Sevens Nationals. I think so. Yeah. I think those those are probably my players. You got a, you got a pretty good lineup: the Malifa twins, Perry Baker, and Peter Tiberio. MLR champion. MLR champion two times. Yeah. National Sevens champion. So we we were talking about it before the mic went on. Uh, best rugby cities. In, in the U.S. I'm a Denver homer, obviously. I just think we have amazing events here through Infinity Park and, and through the rugby culture here, but it's hard to argue with Seattle's rings. Walk through their fucking trophy gallery. We're talking dynasty at this point for yeah, Seattle. It's the way they've dominated 15s yeah. and 7s over the last, call it 10 years? Decade. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you can attribute a lot of that to playing in B.C. Like, they're hardened. They, they they play a little bit of a higher level consistently against a higher competition in BC, and that goes for their their men's and women's team who can like yeah like all around. Seattle rugby is pretty pretty they hard to beat. To, they need to be taken off off this little uh, this pedestal that they demand they be on. I mean, I'm only saying this right now because <laughs> I have irreverent respect for the city, uh, but. Taylor, let's do a little rugby town before we wrap this thing up. Nola Gold's in the pool of death. I mean, every team loves to say they're in the pool of death, but you got Randomly seriously big players here. Lombabati, uh, College All-Americans. Do I need to go on? Marlborough Compete. Yeah. What's the, what's the third one? Marlborough Compete. They're from England. Uh, they're, like a, they're like a mixture of British Army. and. Um, it's a tobacco company. They've got... They've got uh, um, Alosio and Nduva, so Nitro and Nduva, the, the Fijian um, 
superstar winger. Beast. Darren Alangi, Waisea uh, Nathuku, and um, Mother Nathangi. So they've got four of the, the Fiji boys. And, and, and the, British Army, the British Army won it last year. So they're, they're, that's our first game, 4.30 on Friday. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a good matchup. Well, I've got a young side. <clears throat> They've got an experienced side. So right. we'll, according, see, we'll see. According how to your logic, the, the cards are stacked. But you know what? I've seen stranger things in sevens tournaments. Just got to win out, pool play. You'll be all right. That's it. But like anything can happen in a sevens game. Anything, <laughs> anything can happen. That is fucking true. You know, there's one one missed tackle and it's a fifty meter try, and all of a sudden it's, you know, it's a it's a it's a game. But we're we're pretty excited. We're up for the challenge. Our boys are ready. Yeah, perfect. Sleeper. A little culture. Yep. What do you like right now in music? Are you a trombone shorty guy? What do I like right now in music? Um, can you get down with the the Nola hometown man? You, I don't know what you're talking about. Music for me is um, if I'm looking at something, I'm probably at like Khalid, you know, bit of a Khalid. Daniel Caesar, Cesar, Cesar. I don't know if that's. Um, Let's get an intro and outro song for your interview right now. Whatever you want. uh, Calvin Harris, Funk Wave Bounce. That's your intro. Just that whole album, really. Okay, so just pick two songs on that, and you're yeah, Pick the, I think it's track two, I don't know what, what the name is. I will look at it. Yeah. Uh, I'll find out. Boys, we're going to wrap up. Should we allow Taylor to open us up for questions? You know how when you get to the end of the panel, you're like, no, does, does the crowd have any questions for us? <clears throat> Tails, what do you got? Slide, featuring Frank Ocean and Migos. Okay. Yeah. Slide. Or yeah. Roland, featuring Fisher and Philly. Okay, we'll work that out. Slide and rolling. Slide and rolling. Do you have any questions for uh, Logan Collins, the great corn dog, Uncle Johnny, or myself? I just yeah, question for Logan, I suppose is is um, mate, you've been you've been uh, you've been man in the boots for a long time now, straight out of CSU into the Barbos. Now you're the president of the club, um, making some big moves, and I just want to just want to know how long you're going to keep playing. Well, that, that, that is a tough one. Um, I'd like, it's, I don't want to say anything too redundant. Like, I, I feel the same way about it as everybody does. Like, I could play for another 10 years and enjoy it. Like, I'm never going to stop scratching the itch. It's always going to be just as much fun as the last game was. Um, but am I going to actually, it's a, I don't think I could confidently say that I'm like done playing, that they're, couldn't be something that would happen or just some sort of opportunity that I would just not step up to and not, you know, get into a new season. But I'll do some games. I'll do some tournaments. But I'm trying to kind of step away from it. Tough to hear. <laughs> tough to hear from the video. Well, one of the games uh, great. It's, it, it is. It's tough to say. Cause like, to step. But it's, it's never enough, though. Like, and that's the thing is that again, this is probably what anybody who's slowly moving themselves away from the game would say is that I could play another one year or two years and I'm not going to feel any different. Like, it's never going to be enough. I'm not going to play another seven years and be like, oh, I'm done now. Like, it's it's always going to be one more season. I'm going to get a couple weeks in the off season. I'm going to start to get that itch again. Um, so it's good. I'm always going to be involved in it and, you know, I, I'll be playing some games and tournaments here and there, but am I going to just really suit up for a whole new season. I don't know. Honestly, I kind of hope so, but <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm betting against myself. Like I, I want to fail at retirement and just relapse here pretty soon. <laughs> that's that's what I want to happen. Um, so you're saying there's a chance? Oh, there's a huge chance, but you know, it's so I, I don't like I've never wanted to do any sort of stupid like retirement speech or anything like that because it's I'm flaky enough to where it could just backfire in a in a matter of months. Yeah, this is a very awkward retirement speech. <laughs> That's what's going on here. <laughs> it's perfect. I want one one last question. How are you going to feel when when I come back to Denver and I move in and I take over that room on the second floor? There, how are you going to feel? I mean, <clears throat> I think we're going to Wait, come we to need terms. To know. Are you bringing? Are you with child? Are you moving with Willie Wolf? Yeah, it's true. Got a whole fam in here. You got a whole, whole fam coming with you. Oof, rent's going up. Um, 
Oh, first we got to check your your references. Uh, <laughs> hit up your boy, hit up your boy Connor Gilman. See what he thinks about you as a prior tenant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Oh well, Connor Gilman. Yeah, it's oh, a strong reference there, isn't it? Taylor, you've been at it for almost a decade. Did you ever think the sevens team would be ranked second in the world and the fifteens would be circling the top fifteen? No. And here we are. Yeah, but Do you, is it safe to say we'll challenge the all, all blacks within our lifetime? That's probably. I'm hoping like I don't know. Fifty more years. It seems so far away. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's tough. Um, I don't know. I reckon. I reckon a really good, um, a good sort of sort of tester or something that will will show that is game one in the World Cup versus England. I think. You know. I think. See how the how the boys do there. I mean, they had a you know they had a good uh, PNC. PNC, but um, you know, obviously the the, the last game, ninety eight percent humidity in in Japan. Um, you know, some conditions that are pretty tough to play in. Going back, uh, you know, another, I think they get another test against Canada in Seattle. Um, BC Place. Or in, in, in Canada. Okay, then, go, then going back going back there, how well they're doing um, versus versus England in game one of the World Cup will be a real sort of uh, good sort of marker for, for how they will progress, I think. I've been stumping for a long time saying we're going to beat England because uh, we got them on short rest and Eddie Jones is going to sit all his guys. But... It's a prediction that I can't go wrong with because we lose. It's like, oh, of course we're gonna lose, you know. But we're gonna win. Duh. No, I think the, the <laughs> look the team the team great PNC um, climbing up the world rankings. Um, you know, a good coach and some good players and good combinations. I reckon they're I reckon they're in for a you know a. I don't know, maybe if they'll be fully successful. You know, I mean, like what the goal is for them, I don't know. I think it's get to the quarterfinals. But I reckon if they, you know, they go out and they focus game one on, on England, they put a good performance there, then they've got a real good place to, to build off of. Whether or, not, whether or not they win or lose, yeah. but a good performance, then they can just build. The meltdown that would happen in America if they knock off England in game one. <laughs> that would be, be just chaos. I mean, when England got eliminated from their own host tournament, it was almost nuclear reactors going off in, in the island. But we'll see this year. Have uh, you booked your tickets for Japan yet? Nah. Nah, not yeah. yet. Too pricey. Yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> you guys going? Who's going? You going. Raise your hand. All right, for those in the audience, Johnny and Uncle Logan just slapped hands. They're going to be our boots on the ground of all World Cup season. We're going to be coming to you. The old uh, hand slap. All fall, but we always love having great guests like Taylor Howden in town. Um, Taylor, thank you for coming by. We're a long time, dude. This is the first OG Rugby Pick'em fan. So, Taylor, thank you for coming on. Pleasure's all mine, boys. Play the trumpets. Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby picker. A lot of people talk about the snack game. <laughs> snack game. Not enough people, but a lot of people. Big charcuterie guy. Yeah, yeah. Big charcuterie. Summer of love, man. Summer of love. Um, I did the dirty, as everyone may say, and I moved from Mags and I went to Auckland Grammar. That was my first. And a flame goes out and a new flame is renewed. I think that was right. The poetry. We'll have to cut that one. <laughs> oh, we're gonna make a documentary. Here comes Doug Schoeninger of Dougie Show, our favorite guy on Rugby Pick'em, with big promises to start the new league. Oldest rugby pick'em supporters we have out there. 
Not to mention my two favorite co-hosts, Uncle Johnny Warner and Logan Corndog Collins. But we are sitting with Taylor Howden today in for Rugby Town 7s. Taylor, welcome to the studio, a.k.a. Logan Swankpad. Oh, thank you for having me at the Swankpad, my future home. What brings you to the Golden Golden I don't think everybody's ever called it called the It's called God's, God's Country. I don't want to bring religion. It's actually called the Mile High City. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. you would have known that. Uh, uh, some speed, if we're talking speed, Mike Harvey, the Swamp production um, out of Dallas, Texas. He was um, one of the first guys that got me into a bar, paid the bouncers for me to get into a bar in, uh, Classic. in Kansas City. So, um, shout out to Mikey Harv. But um, yeah, that was, uh, that was that was where I ended up first. Like Katie, the Woodlands to uh, the, the Texas Elite. Today, folks. <laughs> it's a prediction that I can't go wrong because we lose. It's like, oh, of course we're going to win. They didn't know what was going on. It was confusing. But it was good. At the, end, but at the end of it, it was just like, um, you know, how do you run, how do you run a company with one or you know, two or you gotta cut off the leg to save the body. John, are you ready to lead us off for our speed round? For those that aren't aware, it's one or the other. Taylor's gotta go this or that. He's gotta answer immediately. Taylor, we wrote these questions to be tough. Are you ready? Bring it. We're gonna rotate between the three of us. All right. This is how we're starting. Who's going first? Logan, you go first. It's your house. Tell you, ready for I this? only have about eight. So. Rapid fire. Johnny's second. Yeah. Question one. Would you rather have a beer with Big Cat Jake Humphrey or Elliot Dylan Herzog? Elliot. Fifteens or sevens? Fifteens. Jay Boog or 660? 660. Shout out Machu. Better 15, J.P. Eloff or Maximo Diachival? Maxi, I've known you longer, brother. It's just true. But uh, 10 or 12? 10. New Zealand Warriors or New Zealand Breakers? Warriors. <laughs> Easiest question. Alex Elkin, Elkins or Phil White? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the same person. <laughs> um, Alex. Uh, Alex. Mata yeah. Arnese. Oof. Jesus, John. You're yeah. really going for a kill shot. Can you repeat that? Didn't he just Not. co-nominate them earlier? Coke or Pepsi? <laughs> Coke. Yeah. Good Colorado answer. or Ohio? Uh, Colorado. 10 out of 10. Make this quick. Top three hip-hop artists of all time in your mind. Oh, Jesus Christ. Top, top three artists. Yeah. Q-Tip. Common. Mid the Mid. Go. Bodie Come. Barrett or Richie Mwanga? Bowden. Step or offend? Run it straight. Bump off. <laughs> a la Harley Davidson, game two. That was devastating. Was Spin devastating. pass or flat ball? Flatty to Logan. <laughs> Flatty to Logan's on a short ball when he says, okay, here we go. Motorcycle or convertible? Uh, give me the two-wheeler. Blue pill, red pill. Uh, blue. I think that sounds better. This is a question actually that's uh, for Johnny and Brendan. Can you name the teams in Colorado that Taylor has played for? Gentlemen of Aspen, Denver Barbarians, Glendale Raptors. <clears throat> Sorry, I had a scratchy throat. Denver Seven Selects, Maccabi Sevens, gold medalist. The one's in Colorado. Yeah, but he was living in Colorado at the time. All right, keep going. Maccabi Sevens, gold medalist in Sevens, bronze medalist in Fifteens. He probably put a CSU jersey on at some point, just like going... You're missing one. Uh, he did. He played in the CSU. Highlanders, Denver Highlanders. Uh, yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> bang, bang, boom. Thought I had you there. <laughs> knew it. So, uh, yeah, pass the speed round. John, you got any more? <laughs> this can, can we keep this going? This yeah, hang on, hang on. Now we have to make the questions as we go, folks. So this is going to get real interesting. All right, beer, beer, beer or wine? Minutes. Eagles or All Blacks? All Blacks, beer. Classic. Oh, I need another couple minutes. I didn't know we were doing <laughs> two speed rounds. We're just making it up. Wallabies or Pumas? Pumas. Yeah. Stormers or Crusaders? Fuck, I'm from Auckland, so I can't I say I know, it's kind of like the worst of both evils. Um, I'll say the Stormers. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Give me non-rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some non-rugby stuff. All right. <laughs> now I'm gonna Slippers or Jandals? Jandals. <laughs> Cupcakes or muffins? Muffins. Yeah, you can't pick cupcake. Mm. It's such a soft thing in general. If you associate yourself with a cupcake, you're, I, I, it's bad news. Can't do it. I've yeah. done right. I've done good <laughs> Baggy board shorts or tight speedos? Budgie smugglers. All day. Preferred Barbo's import, Adam Campbell or Zach McAvilly Tongia? At what price? Zach McAvilly Tongia. Oof. Losing friends today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming, let's go. Send them. Uh, Trulies or White Claws? Trulies. Better, better sevens playmaker, Ben Pinkman or Kayvon Williams? Playmaker? That's the word I used. Uh, go. say anything too redundant like I, I feel the same way about it as everybody does like I could play for another 10 years and enjoy it like I'm never going to stop scratching the itch it's always going to be just as much fun as the last game was that's been good you know what I mean I, I, the, New Orleans uh, have to have some of the best sporting fans like the passion the, the, the passion or just like just the passion but, but also just like I don't know, the South. Yeah. You know, if you ever go to the South, it really makes you feel like, you know, they, they make you feel comfortable and welcome. The New Orleans fans do that. Then pass the flat Flatty, the logo. <laughs> Losing friends today, folks. <laughs> Pick em.